Check, check. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demlin, and we've got another full episode jam packed of all kinds of information tidbits that uh, so let's get straight to it uh we've got student athletes returning to campus you know a lot of the focus is on football so let's start with there as, as scott satterfield and his staff are, are now welcoming back that first wave uh to campus they're going through the testing and, and the physicals and they're getting ready to start taking in some real uh, football activity as far as off season no coaches activity and and jody it's certainly you know it's it's a time where you, you want to take precautions but there's also a lot of excitement yeah, and I understand the excitement. I, I, I mean, I get it. Um, everybody wants these athletes back on campus, but I also understand. And and, um, and Vince Tyran, I talked about it on Monday night. I had him on my on, on the radio show on the Cardinal Insider, <clears throat> and he said the same thing. He said, "Jody, you know better than anybody that this, you know, this is serious, and we have to take the right steps." And uh, um, you know, look. Louisville, I don't. From what I understand, Louisville's not going to ever release. Well, we have one, two, three guys that tested, or athletes, females, or whatever, that tested positive, or we did this, or we did, or we did that. You know, Alabama had tested 150 people and had you know six tests positive. Honestly, I mean that we don't want those. You know, you know nobody wants those numbers, but those aren't really bad when you think about the national, like kind of the national average, uh, you know, because Oklahoma state tested 150 and had two test pods, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Louisville's going to have, I'm not saying that they did because I don't know that they did. I haven't, I, you know, haven't heard anything. Uh, like I said, I don't think they'll announce it, but it, it, they just have to be safe. They just have to be protective of what they, of how they do things and, and where they do it. Um, you know, I, I know we talked to Mikhail Cunningham, We've talked to Robbie Bell, uh, and, and I've talked to a couple of others, uh, athletes, student athletes that are that are on campus uh, that you know not interviews, but but just just chatting. And I know they're all kind of bored <laughs> right now, um, you know, because they got tested, they got their physicals, and then uh, and then they just got they kind of got to hang out until Monday, and then they can start. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember now. M- Monday, I think, is when is the eighth. So um, they can start uh, doing some physical activity, and and it will help. It's going to help. Plus, they're getting the nutrition, they're getting the, uh, you know, the care that they need, and all that kind of stuff. So this is this is big. Uh, no matter what anybody says, this is this is a big deal. It is, you know, and, and I think you really do need to tap tip your hat to to Vince Tyree and the athletic department staff for for the job they've done. I mean, they've really been leaders throughout this entire process throughout the shutdown how to handle that and now throughout the the bringing the athletes back on campus and and and, and i'm certain I, I you know i think back to when i was 19 20 21 years old back in those college age days and could you imagine if you were told okay now sit around and do nothing yeah especially, oh, no, especially when you're an athlete that's got to be very difficult when you know how easy would it be just to pick up a football and and go do some things you know so uh, but certainly, like you said, Monday is the day where they'll start, you know, doing some non-coaching, you know, uh, events. And I'm sure we'll hear, you know, start to hear what kind of things they're doing and things like that. But uh, yeah. certainly the, the right process. And, yeah, and you got to like the way that Louisville's doing it. You know, bring it back, test them, 
and then make them sit around for a while, you know, just take those precautions. And, and again, like you said, there's been some positives elsewhere, but, uh, you know, that's bound to happen. And, you know, and, and we learn and we continue to grow and, and improve as this process and we become more educated with it all. Yeah. And, you know, and you and when you look at it and you think um, this is one of those uh, sort of things you, you, you have to do. And uh, hopefully yeah, yeah. this ensures that we do have a football season. And with that, uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, the football season. Michael, I'm going to do a uh, depth chart. I've already started doing a depth chart this weekend. I've, I've, uh, I'm doing a baseball and a football depth chart coming up in the next week. And as difficult as the baseball one is with so many guys. <laughs> This this one for the football. Oh, my gosh. It's I, I'm I, you know, I knew they had a lot of guys back. You know, they've got a, a ton of guys back, but I don't think I really realized just how many guys they've got back at, a, <laughs> at different places and how many newcomers could could potentially be in the too deep chart. You know, when I'm thinking yeah. about newcomers, obviously, Brock Travelstead, who is, is going to be the kicker. Um, is is a newcomer that's going to you know play a lot of a, a lot of snaps. You know, I had yesterday Braden Smith, uh, Trevor Reed, Yaya Diaby, uh, and Jadarian Boykin as my other guys um, on the top newcomer list. But I mean, I think you could I think you could name 12, 13, 14, 15 guys that'll be on the two deep chart that are that are newcomers. Some of them not even on campus yet. Yeah, yeah, especially when you have, you know, half the incoming class that arrived in spring and and we're lucky enough to get basically half a spring practice in. And and we heard a lot of good things about a number of them. Uh, You know, uh, obviously, Christian Fitzpatrick uh, drew a lot of praise. Henry Bryant drew some praise, you know, so this is a class that, uh, you know, and I thought you did a great job and it had to be a difficult job just to pinpoint five of them with your your projections for your top five newcomers. Uh, but when you go down that list, I mean, this is a group that, uh, you know, the staff was extremely high on. Um, and it sounds like, you know, as they progress and you start to look at the at the depth chart, I think we may see quite a number of these newcomers, you know, spread you know across that too deep. Yeah. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of guys that are that are returning. There's a lot of guys on the uh, on the, the too deep chart that that you're familiar with. You know, I mean, a lot of people. Uh, that will return. I mean, 17 starters in all who started games last year are going to be back for this Louisville football team. That's a lot. I can't imagine there's many more teams across the country that that have that many, Michael. And uh, uh, again, it makes me uh, it makes me really excited for uh, for the season. It makes me excited to uh, to get to, to get this thing off uh, and running. Um, we've told you several times. Speaking of off and running. We've told you this several times, and Vince Tyree, uh, for the first time, really kind of addressed it with some uh, with some donors. And uh, uh, on uh, Thursday night, I believe is is when it was Wednesday or Thursday night, uh, he addressed it and said that they are looking to move the game uh, to Wednesday. It's just so many different things, you know. And when I posted it a few weeks ago, everybody all everybody said, "Well, what? Why? Why would NC State not already have their hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff?" Well, well, they do, but the but the point is. It's not the point about NC State getting hotel rooms. It's the stress uh, on the community, on the on on the hotel rooms with the community and, and different things. And and being a good local partner, I mean, it, it's one thing. I mean, if if uh, if uh, the Marriott East is going to get you know seven hundred ninety nine dollars a night for a room on a Thursday night, and and NC State has a, has you know seventy of them 
for $199, then it's like, okay, you know, we'll be a good partner. We're going to move it. That way you can have your, you can have your big night. I mean, and plus more than anything, it's, it's the traffic congestion and, and, and everything else. I mean, if at this point, I believe they're going to have fans at Churchill Downs Derby week. Um, I think that will happen. I think we'll find out that very soon. And can you imagine (laughs) <laughs> a Thurby crowd leaving and a Louisville football crowd coming in. I mean, it just would be, it would just be ridiculous, you know, uh, even if they don't have, you know, 40,000 people, which they've had before. But I can tell you this, if they have fans and they allow fans to come in Derby week, can you imagine the people that just want to get out and go somewhere <laughs> that are, that are going to go? Uh, maybe not even not maybe not even racing fans. So um, I, I think in the end the game will end up probably on Wednesday night, uh, like we've been telling you that it would, and we'll start the season a, a day early. Who would have thought that, right? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it, we we go from not having a season to let's start it a day early. You know, and I think it's you know if they can get that thing done, move to to Wednesday. I think it's the right choice. Obviously, it's going to impact people's work schedules and, and, and things of those natures, you know, and, and that's, that's the unfortunate part of it, but hopefully, you know, being Derby week in September, that it, it kind of takes on that aura as it is in the spring and, and employers are a little more flexible and we're able uh, to do some things, but yeah, you know, Jody, I'm about ready to go out and buy a new RV. Cause I think I'm just going to pack it down, park it down there by the track in the stadium uh, for that week with so much excitement that's going to be going on. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to be looking for reasons to get out and, it should be a really exciting week uh, for Louisville, especially if the game gets moved to Wednesday, everything that will be happening in the community. So I think it's a, a great idea to, to get that moved uh, from Thursday to, to Wednesday. But, you know, and, going and back by the on way, the, nobody's yeah, schedules have been impacted at all this year. I mean, it's not like anything. I mean, everything's been so smooth. So uh, so people, yeah. you know, I mean, you said, you know, employers, that's that's the thing. Like everybody's been so impacted. Um, that I don't think whenever football starts, I don't think it's going to matter. People are going to get, people are going to find a way to get there. So yeah, if you've got a boss, it's like, no, I'm not going to let you leave two hours early to go see a football game after everything that, the, you know, after the shutdown and everything, it's, it's a pretty hardcore boss. So I can't, yeah. can't uh, so, so back to, so, so back to it. I, I, I think <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited. Heck, heck I'm excited to see some of the people that, uh, uh, that they brought in early. I mean, we don't have a complete list. Um, but I know that it's a lot of them is, uh, a lot of them are, um, there's a lot of wide receivers in there. Cause some of those guys were here because they were injured. Uh, Tyler Harrell, J- Justin Johnson, those guys had been injured and Des Fitzpatrick had been around here. I'm not sure, um, why he had been around here, but I think Des had been around here for, uh, for a few weeks before, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and is here. Uh, Mikhail Cunningham is here. Hawkins is, uh, is here, Robbie Bell and, some other guys on the on the front and you know defensively we heard Yaya Diaby and I know uh, Rush East is uh, is here Rajay Burns is back so guys really good guys and some young guys as well so a good mix uh, here for the for the staff to, to have them coming back and I know a lot of the coaches aren't back which is kind of funny that the players are back before the coaches are but uh, you know I know a lot of the coaches had not been had not been on the uh, uh, in in the office, they haven't been in the office and still haven't been. Uh, there's some, but uh, but not many. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about their recruiting. Um, look, everybody knows if you've been if you've read the board in the last uh, 24 hours to 48 hours or whatever, um, we do expect that there is a uh, there is a silent commitment, whatever, however you want to call it. Uh, uh, there there's a commitment out there 
and uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I, I, I can't say who it is because the kid doesn't want it out there. And I kind of, in a way, it's kind of fun to, to have a kid like that. I kind of like that. Uh, we haven't had that in a while. That's old uh, school. To, to, <laughs> right. It is kind of old school. And, uh, and, and, and so um, I like that. I like the fact that that uh, that he is basically said, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. But he's informing some schools this weekend and then uh, we'll make it public. Uh, I would guess Monday or Tuesday, but uh, but who knows? So, I mean, we could have a big week because I think at some point um, T.J. Quinn, we've told you time and time again, um, is uh, is uh, looking very good for Louisville. I think at some point T.J. Quinn um, is going to pop here, uh, you know, sometime in the middle of the month. Um, you know, Amari Huggins Bruce said he was going to commit on July 2nd. So, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys getting ready to do this. And, uh, as we go over the 1000 mark, uh, of commitments on the season. Yeah. You know, and even Shadur Sanders, the quarterback, Deion Sanders kid announced uh, yesterday that his decision's coming soon. Uh, you know, who knows how long soon will be, but, uh, you know, so a lot of potential excitement coming up, uh, and, Really looking forward to when when the kid decides to to let it out, you know, and, and it does it is it's it's kind of a nod to old school when when everybody would sit there if it, the announcement was four o'clock everybody was on pins and needles at four o'clock and you know but so much so many these days you know, you get your crystal balls and it becomes kind of a, a foregone conclusion but little suspense here so it's kind of looking forward to 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 the suspense for once over a weekend but yeah. yeah. I think it's, it'll be a nice. I think it's gonna be another nice pickup. You mentioned Amari Huggins, Bruce, a guy we've been talking about for over a year now. Um, that somebody that uh, Gunnar Brewer really, really likes. Uh, I would suspect to have in his wide receiver room as well. But overall, I mean, you look at Louisville's recruiting efforts, especially considering that all of the commitments have come during the shutdown. Quite impressive uh, the way they've been able to utilize their their online tools and and continue to build relationships and get to the point that they are in right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, uh, you know, I think the positions now we we as we move forward, um, I, I you know, they could take two quarterbacks. I think they'll they'll definitely they just you know, they'll definitely take one. They could take two running backs. I think they'll definitely take one um, probably more. I would say probably I would lean probably more towards two quarterbacks than one uh, than two running backs um, because they do have those two freshmen in the running back room from last year. So. Um, they, they do have some bodies in, in that room. One more tight end, three wide receivers in all, uh, a couple more offensive linemen, a couple more, uh, one more defensive end, defensive lineman, uh, and then, and then you know, a safety and, and two corners and, th- and really two more linebackers, I think. Um, that's the big key right now to me is when you look at it, you've got a guy, uh, you know, Jackson Hamilton, Caden Fordham, and Prince Kali are the three main guys uh, at the linebacker spot. And uh, it sounds like Louisville is in, in good shape with all of those guys. Uh, I don't think they have, uh, I don't think they have a, uh, I don't think they lead per se, or I don't think they're, they're way ahead for any of those guys. Uh, but I think that, uh, I think that they do lead uh, or, or right there in the lead for, uh, for a couple of them. And, and I think that would be huge and, and a big boost. Uh, you know, if uh, with a commitment, that they get on, uh, you know, that they're expected to get early this week. And if they were to add, you know, TJ Quinn sometime this month, Michael, that would put them probably close to the top 20. And for anybody that would have said Scott Satterfield and his staff uh, would have a top 20 class uh, this year, they probably, they, they probably would have been, uh, been lying to you. I mean, you can guess it and hope it and all that, but uh, it's just one of those things. It's hard to, 
it's hard to come up with a top 20 class uh, um, in, in, in college football um, because you've got the same teams that are there each and every year at the top. Yeah. You know, and, and when you look at it, you know, I think the ACC is really an interesting thing to look at this year. Clearly, uh, you know, a down year uh, last year a little bit. But when you look at the recruiting rankings uh, for this year, for the 2021 class, you know, Louisville sitting currently at number 29 nationally with their 11 commitments. That sits at eighth in the ACC, meaning there are seven teams ahead of them, either ranked 28th or higher. And when you look at it, number one, number two, or, or excuse me, in the top five, you've got you know Clemson and North Carolina both sitting in the top five as well. So the ACC certainly having a good run thus far uh, in the recruiting cycle. Speaks well for the league, speaks well for Louisville as well. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, it continues to be a class that's trending up. We've been looking at the average player ratings you know, throughout the process. And right now it's sitting at 86.37, which sits it right at the top. You know, and if, if you look back at the, there's only one class that, that's beat it uh, since 2000. Um, and that was the class, uh, I think 2018, which the top recruit in that class never really uh, even put a uniform on. So at 8637, you can make an argument that this is the highest rated prospect player class in program history. Now, clearly a long way to go, but certainly in the right direction, a couple consensus uh, four stars already in the class and things continue to trend extremely well for Satterfield and his staff. Yeah, it does. Exactly. All right, let's switch to basketball for a minute before uh, uh, we get off here. 2021 guard Bobby Pettiford set to make his college announcement on Wednesday. Louisville, Ole Miss, Providence, Virginia Tech. There's other schools involved. Um, Evan Daniels and uh, Travis uh, Burnham are, are, and Brian Snow are guys that do the recruiting rankings. Uh, sit back and uh, it's it's a weird case because this year nobody has seen a lot of these guys. I mean, these rankings and not to bash any people that do rankings because it's the hardest thing to do. Yes, I've done them before and they're impossible to do. But the the rankings are not going to be as accurate this year just because of of all the shutdown and everything. I mean, just take Bobby Pettiford, for example. He's a, a guard out of, out of Creedmoor, North Carolina, South Granville. Uh, business and in, in, uh, uh, school. He, um, last year, Brian Snow saw him at the uh, Elite 100 in St. Louis, which was, I think, this weekend, either this weekend or last weekend. So he was seen a year ago by our guys. You know, and one weekend is, is tough to do, tough to see. He got hurt then later this summer, didn't play at Peach Jam with Chris Paul's team, didn't play the rest of the summer with Chris Paul's team, and then plays for a school that is kind of off the beaten path a little bit. It doesn't play a lot of, uh, of of top competition that normally you get to see. And and he never got looked at again. He never got re-ranked again. So this week when he made his announcement <clears throat> that he's going to make a commitment on Wednesday of next week, our guys went back, got some tape, and uh, he now sits at number 92 overall and the number 13 point guard in the country. Um, you know, Louisville's in great shape with him. If you look the crystal ball, there are currently nine crystal balls for him. All nine are for him to eventually land at Louisville. Um, I uh, finally went up, jumped aboard, and uh, and 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 put mine in there. Um, I actually thought I put it in there the other night, and then I didn't. But uh, but I put mine in there. I think I put it as a nine. Um, I think he's going to go to Louisville. I think uh, I think in the end uh, that's where uh, that's where he picks out of the, off of this this uh, list. And I think people are going to like him when he gets here and, and be excited for him when he gets here and. Uh, he he's got he's got a little uh, he's got a little moxie, you know, he's got a little uh, he's got a little stuff to his game. And uh, and, and I kind of like that. And I think being 
underranked and in and, uh, and the potential, I think that that helps a lot. Um, from what I understand, I, I do know that uh, you know that Chris Paul is high on him. Um, that that whole organization, you know, Chris is very involved in his AAU uh, organization, and uh, and you don't play point guard for the CP3 All Stars unless you've got a little swagger to you and you've got a little stuff to your game, and uh, uh, and I think that's uh, that's where he's at. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see it, and uh, I'm excited to see him uh, hopefully sometime this fall. Yeah, you broke him down quite well there, but you know we've had some videos of. His play you know, posted at CardinalAuthority.com. You could go on YouTube. There's plenty of them out there. And, and, and you could tell there, there are some where you know, the competition level isn't the greatest. But what you do see, as you mentioned, you know, he's got the, a bit of a moxie to him. Uh, not afraid to go to the rack at all. Uh, it gets up real quick. And, and, and I love the, his attacking mentality. Um, and certainly, as you mentioned, jumped up the rankings now four star on 247 sports, as you mentioned, in the top 100. And, and another example of this recruiting cycle, and we've been talking about it, you know, without these all these AAU events and et cetera, it's really making it difficult, not only for the, for the recruiting analysts on 247 sports, but the coaches as well. They're having to dig into some more player video and really scout these guys even more harder because they're, you know, they don't have these AAU events again to, to go to and sit around and, and see them all, all in one to under one roof. And this is another one, Bobby Pettiford that, uh, you know, Chris Mack and his staff jumped on people kind of scratched their heads. Why are we looking at, at people, you know, so rank so low and, you know, another guy that continues once they look at him starts to, to climb as well. And, and I'm sure he, even though his announcements is coming, he's going to continue to get uh, college interest as well. But uh, it looks, you know, from what I've seen, um, and I know Chris Mack, uh, but I, I do know some basketball to a degree. And it looks like they're get, obviously point guard was a certain need, uh, a very priority need. They filled it, and it looks like they're you know on the the verge of potentially landing a pretty good one in Bobby Patterford. Yeah, and they'll still recruit. I mean, they they they're still going to take another guard or two. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about Amin Muhammad. I put him more as a three. I kind of put him as that in that Jordan Wara spot to where he can play the he could play the two, but I'm going to put him at the three. You know, you've got. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see what it does uh, if they get him. I don't I don't imagine they would take a guy like L. Ellis, but Jalen Warley and uh, and and it can can play a little bit of both. Trevor Kells, uh, Davy Jones, who's the kid uh, uh, from the Dominican Republic who uh, plays now in West Virginia. They're good with him. Blake Wesley from Indiana, uh, you know, and then Harrison Ingram. I mean, he's the one uh, he's kind of the big catch. Uh, you know, they 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 had a. Uh, uh, tweet the other day, Harrison Ingram and, and Bryce Hopkins. I know Harrison Ingram, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this little nugget before uh, Wednesday, but Harrison Ingram and Bobby Pettiford are actually pretty good friends. Uh, these Ooh. guys become friends at uh, at different events and, and things like that, and uh, I know they're they're very well well aware of each other and uh, and very good friends, so that has to be uh, uh, something good uh, for the recruitment as well. So, he'll you know, if, he, if he's number two on Wednesday, we'll have it all for him. We'll have a a special commitment breakdown and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, just uh, everybody keep waiting and, uh, and keep hoping because he is a good, uh, a very good player. Cool. Real quick, uh, women's up, women's basketball update. Uh, South Carolina actually stole one of them. I steal, but, uh, but I got a commitment from one of Louisville's top remaining targets in the 2021 class. Uh, Sonia uh, Fegans, I think is her la- was her last name. She's from down in Georgia. So when you really look at it in that 2021 class, Louisville has got two commitments already. Sydney Chetan, who is the two-sport athlete from uh, <clears throat> from out west, and then uh, also 
uh, Peyton Verhulst, who is a, a top 10 player uh, from Kansas. They'll, they'll, they could use one more spot. I don't know that they definitely will, but Raven Johnson, uh, a point guard out of Georgia, who's a top 25 prospect, she is the main prospect there uh, for the cards. And, uh, in, 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 I think Jeff Walls and his staff doing a good job and really trying to limit things. Like I, I, it, it one, I think all in all college basketball, even in, in other sports right now, I think what, what Jeff Walls has done, he, he's a little short on scholarships this year and probably will be moving forward. A lot of coaches do that now already, but with this transfer portal and the way things are right now, I think it's probably better for you to do that anyway, because you never know when something fun or something good is going to pop up in the transfer (laughs) portal. Uh, And if you've got a spot available, um, then if you always have a spot available, then, uh, hey, if something does pop up, you can uh, you can jump on board. Uh, And I think that that is his plan moving forward uh, down the road. Yeah. And you look at me, Chris Mack could be potentially doing the same thing right now as well. And, you know, it's kind of the whole new the world of recruiting that's unfolding with, with the transfer portals and, and, and grad transfers and, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. So it's, it seems like a wise approach, you know, and I guess before we take off, you know, I wanted to toss in some baseball uh, stuff. We got the draft coming up on Wednesday and Thursday. looks like Louisville is going to potentially have two first rounders and, and Reed Detmers and Bobby Miller. We had a chance, Jody, to, to talk to both of them uh, yesterday. You could t- certainly tell, especially with Reed, he doesn't show excitement much, but you could tell there's, excitement and rightfully so for both of them as that day approaches um and we're gonna have we're gonna blow out you know coverage for the draft and and what it means to louisville we've got features coming up of both of them as well at cardinal authority soon reed reed will be from 8 to 12 uh it sounds like 10 is a perfect landing spot i'll say from 8 to 12 i I would be surprised if he goes ahead of that and i'll be surprised if he goes beyond that so uh, 8 to 12 for detmers and then it sounds like bobby's gonna be right around number 30 um there's a group of uh uh, of hard-throwing college pitchers that three or four teams need. And I think it's like, you know, 28, 30, 32, you know, something like that. So um, he's in a group of three or four of them. And uh, and at some point, uh, we expect him to be uh, in the first round as well. At this point, at this point, uh, as, we, as we talk uh, on this podcast on Saturday morning, uh, four days before the draft, I guess, and uh, maybe five days before the uh, the last few rounds on Thursday, we don't expect anybody else, um, from what we've been told, we don't expect anybody else to get drafted. What that would mean for Louisville's roster is Danny Oriente and uh, Justin Levy, two seniors from last year, would probably sign free agent contracts, but the rest of the team from last year that is eligible to return would be coming back. So Louisville would only be losing four players off of last year's team. Now they were four really good players, but Louisville also has a lot of players coming in off of the team, uh, off of the recruiting list as well. That's going to, that's going to bode pretty well for them. So it it could work out very good for Louisville to get guys like uh, Luke Smith, Luke Brown, Levi Usher, uh, you know, Lucas Dunn, uh, Zach Britton, guys like that back in the fold. Um, Adam Elliott, potentially Adam Elliott, potentially. And then you've got a guy who, uh, uh, AJ Vukovic, who's one of the top 30 high school prospects in the country. And at this point right now, he's kind of on the bubble. Um, I haven't heard yet for sure if he's told the, the pro teams, you know, a number, uh, but normally what these, uh, high school kids do is they tell the pro teams like Brendan McKay, Brendan McKay gave, 
the professional teams that were asking about recruiting or, you know, recruiting, asking about drafting him a number. This is what I will sign for. And when Brendan McKay ended up going in whatever it was, like the 11th or 10th round, that signified, okay, he's going to college. Well, that won't happen anymore because it's only five rounds. But these some of these big-time prospects, A.J. Vukovic being one, will give them a number. And if somebody matches that number, then he they'll draft him and sign him. If not, uh, then we'll see him go in the late fifth round or whatever and uh, or not drafted at all, and he might end up in campus. And that would be huge for them as well. Yeah, and we've got a huge notebook right now on you know some of the questions that remain uh, you know even after the draft. There's gonna be a lot of roster decisions that have to be made, and Dan McDonald and the rest of college baseball really are waiting on the NCAA to to see what kind of decisions they'll make you know to help them manage those rosters next year. Will they you know open up a few more scholarship spots? Not necessarily more scholarship money, but scholarship spots. Will they increase the roster size you know by a few to to allow for it? Because obviously you got these kids coming back. And now you've got your influx of a really talented freshman class coming in as well. So a lot of answers still to be, uh, or a lot of questions still to be answered uh, for college baseball. But really the first step here is get through the draft, see who's gone, see who's coming back, and then kind of move forward from there. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, Michael, that's uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be busy this weekend. I'm hoping for two or three uh, commitment editions of the Cardinal, uh, of the Cards cast here uh, with Michael McCammon. Our senior writer, I'm Jody Dimling, the publisher of CardinalAuthority.com. We'll talk to you soon. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.